In a world full of movie podcasts, here is one more. Welcome to Defend Your Movie with Sean Donnelly. The time has come again The champion must Everybody and welcome to another edition of Defend Your Movie. I am one of your hosts, Sean Donnelly. I am joined here by my co-host, Andy Fury. Everybody, hey everybody, what's up, Shawnee? How are you, dude? Good man, in a great mood. Smiley, You're, you look fantastic, Andy. Thanks, man. We both today is Throwback Thursday on Instagram, <laughs> and we both we both have, we're very similar people in that. We both posted, like, back-in-the-day pictures of when we were, like, skinnier. <laughs> and the you're a, sad thing mine's a year and a half ago. And, like, the thing about me being fat is, like, people are like, oh, you wear your fat pretty well, but I'm, I'm, uh, but I'm still short and fat. You're a big guy, so yeah. you wear your fat really well. Yeah, yeah. Like, you're, Thanks, not, no, like, like, you're not a fat guy. You're just a big guy. Right, right. I, well, I still have the little fat kid insecurity on me, so. <laughs> right, right, sure. <laughs> but, like, but I do, too, and I, like, but I wasn't. Were you, were, you, were you a fat little kid or not? Not really. See, there was I. Yeah, I was, it was a skinny this kid. This is all by choice. This is all. <laughs> it's all drinking and fucking. <laughs> yeah, it's drinking it's and eating like, like in, shit. It's like insane. Like, mine was like, it was like <laughs> clockwork. I turned 18 and I was like, oh, you're your dad. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, just, I just like, you know what it was? Because I wasn't. It was definitely exercise because I'm not a big active guy. Yeah. So it was a little like, hey, your body was like, yeah, you don't, if you don't start now, <laughs> right. you're done. You're done for. <laughs> And it was like, you could see, like, if you see a picture of me in freshman year of college, I'm getting a little bit fat. I get to like yeah. 198, 199, right. 201. Just, just clicking. Tick. And then I just had this weird thing where I'm like, and then getting rid of it is really, really hard. It's, it's very hard. It's, That's what I've been trying to do all week, and I, I feel great. Just by making the smallest dietary changes. Yeah, you know oh, yeah I'm, I mean? I'm, that's like, what I'm at now. But whenever I come here, I always get crappy food. I know. But it's, it's just, I'm eating better, like less carbs and stuff like that. Yeah, stuff like that. Oh well, it's great to see you, dude. And um, yeah, you too, man. I'm I'm appreciative of uh, you doing the podcast, and we of have course. a good episode today. We're back in the saddle with another Defend Your Decade Love episode. The Defend Your Decade. We had a lot of fun with these, so we're gonna do uh, the next logical decade. We can, we can only do. Uh, well, actually, no. We what we can do is I guess we have two. Well, we have no, one no, we today. can do like five now. We can do the two thousands, and we can almost do the teens. Yeah, that's true. So we have three more. Yeah. Well, including today. Right. So today, and then th- we can do five total. You mean? I think you meant five more. I was like, "There's no way." What are we gonna do? Like the twenties? <laughs> I can't wait <laughs> till we are in the twenties. Just so be, I can, we can say. The oh, 20s. I meant the nineteen twenties. Oh no! no. Like, you're gonna do like the jazz singer? <laughs> yeah, it, Metropolis. <laughs> it's like CNN how they have the decades now. And yeah. They already have done like yeah, yeah. aughts, and then they're gonna do the two thousand tens, and then like it's gonna be two thousand twenties, and it hasn't even happened yet. Yeah, right. Like, exactly. That's the case they're at. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. yeah they, just, they just jump the gun. Like, yeah, it's almost done. Right. They just wanna. They just need filler for that freaking channel. <laughs> uh yeah, so we did, we the, did 70s the 70s and the 80s, the 80s, and it worked out really well. Today we're going to do – we'll do it the same uh, same way. Why don't you give me the the nominees? And you okay. have the winners there. Is, I correct, got the winners. Right? So we're going to run down the best movie uh, movies from yeah. the 1990s. We'll defend some of the picks. We'll defend the choices, see if we agree on them, yeah. on what the uh, uh, the uh, nominating committee decided. And, and also, you, like I think we talked about this before, uh, you'll get a chance to see – from doing these, actually, it kind of made me realize how much the film business changes in what gets nominated. Like what, like the Oscars changed a lot in in film. Oh yeah. Like, and I think that's an issue they're running into right now, even more so. Like, it's almost like there's two film industries: the ones that are made for 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 like there's cinema, and then there's the movies. Totally. You know what I mean? And yeah. I think that's always been the case, but they used to meld a little bit more, and, and maybe because the, the intelligence of people is going down, and we're I we're all think, on our phones all the time, and we're getting dumber. I think we're there. They just I, yeah. named most popular movie as the new category in the Oscars. They did, right? That's a that's a molding, that's a melding of it to me. Is that that definitely happened? I think so, right? Alex? I think they did. I'm I think they did. Positive that was like most yeah. pop. That's going to be an Oscar. Most pop. Because it's like, oh, well, just be, you know, the box office uh, blockbusters are not usually the artsy or even uh, most nominated movies, but they make the most money. Right. 
So, so there like, should be some kind of God, awareness. everybody has to have their way these days. It's like, <laughs> no, we need to be included too. Well, that's the thing. I think nobody was like, I'm like, I feel like this is a discussion, but was there people like, do the people who go to see the big blockbusters, are they like, are they like, uh, hey, we, we want to be included in the Oscars? Do they even care? Because it's almost like if you do that too much, the Oscars becomes the MTV Movie Awards. That's what I'm saying. You know what it's I mean? like, becoming little kid soccer. Just everybody gets a ribbon. Yeah. Everybody gets a trophy. Yeah. Everybody gets a medal. Can't we just – I mean that's the fun of a lot of this yeah. stuff is like is competition. It's competition. And winning. And also there is an artistry to to filmmaking. Like if you – like I went to school for film for like – I went for a year at Hunter. I'm not, I'm not, right. I, I'm not an expert by any means. But I do – I watch a lot of movies. I know the basics. And Same there here. is there is a lot of like there's a lot of things that are nodded to in in film. Like and if you're not doing that and you're a fa- like you're not going to get that I appreciate blockbusters for different reasons and I've talked about it on the podcast. Like you appreciate Fast and the Furious for the amount of effort that went into it, but I'm not sitting there going, "Oh my god, I saw this film, Fast right. and the Furious 8." It entertained me. Like that's not me. happening. Well, yeah, it entertained me, but you're not sitting there. And that's there. the only level I'm getting uh, anything from it. It's almost like it's it's like a bigger it's like uh, a bigger is better like uh, thought process yeah, where yeah. it's like like I'm, I appreciate the fact like cause some people will be like, "Oh, Fast and the Furious is so corny, it's so corny." I'm like, "It is so corny, but do you know how hard it is to make a good movie with that amount of production involved in it? Yeah, like yeah. that is first off, that, that that's insane. Just the, just the just the stunt department alone. Like that's when you watch the end credits of those movies, and the <laughs> stunt department is literally like three pages long. That's a whole movie in yeah, itself. Yeah. Like mo- like there's indie movies that just have that amount of people working on just right, the whole movie. Right. So. I appreciate it for that because there is an art like that guy. I think what's his name, Justin Lin, directed a bunch of them, and they have all these different guys who are kind of like known. It's almost like this genre of like action guys mm-hmm. that that direct action movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. I think Brett Ratner was known for of course, it. I Michael think Bay. At first. Michael Bay, but Michael Bay also he kind of is a bit of a crossover. People are like, oh, you're supposed to. Appre-. Some people are like appreciate Michael Bay movies as cinema. Like, if you're kind of dopey, <laughs> yeah, right. you think that's like, you know, and he tries yeah. to make it very... It's weird. It's almost like he's making propaganda films, Michael Bay. Like, he, he kind of does that in a way. <laughs> Everything's very dramatic. Everything's very, like, sub-pro-American, um, over-the-top pro-American sometimes. Like, he did Armageddon, right? Wasn't he Armageddon? I think so. Michael Bay. Yeah, that's like... And it's great. I'm not getting... Don't get me wrong, yeah, but it's I not actually like, don't mind Armageddon. What? I, don't I, I, think, I think it's great, but yeah. that also was early, like earlier Michael Bay, and, and, and ever since then, I don't even know what he does now. Oh, he did, um, didn't he do the one about uh, Benghazi? Like, he, he gets very oh, political. 13 Hours. 13 Hours. Yeah, yeah, which, which was, was not bad, actually. I didn't even see it. It was but, uh, pretty good. But it got, that, that movie was kind of doomed to, from the start. I actually feel bad for that movie because right away people are like, oh, it's political. It's done. And I'm like, well, maybe it isn't. I don't know. It I didn't see it. Was it like... Do you think it was? You don't know. It's a it movie. wasn't overtly political. It was more of a recreation of the events of what happened in the in the Benghazi you know, right. situation. It and became also, more of a political story after the events took place. So the movie's not about the aftermath. It's about the actual event. And you can do whatever you want with it, even if you're like, oh, it's based on Benghazi. Because every movie that says based on a true story, they <laughs> right, right. mangle the yeah. facts of that. Like it's insane. Like we talked about stuff before. I think we even brought up Rudy. Wasn't there like a whole controversy with Rudy? And Rudy's such a good movie that like he didn't like. Oh yeah, a couple yeah, of things he like didn't that, do. Right. Like they never came and put the the, the jerseys on the desk. Right, right. Uh, and like every movie that you well, think is like a fine. true story. Dramatic, some creative license. Yeah, creative license. Anyway, so what I'm saying is the, the problem – I'm going to do much on a tangent. But like the problem they're running into now is like, yeah, the, the artistry of film is being – it's like a lot of like foreign movies or indie movies are the ones like, you know, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. It's like yeah, which I love. These, these offbeat like film films that people aren't going in droves to see. Like they're not – it's not – but if you but you remember when we did Defend the 70s, like – Art House was the blockbusters. Art House, Taxi right. Driver, Raging Bull, that's 80. But I mean, like, yeah. up and now things have kind of separated. But for a while, like, people, the masses were appreciating, like, well-made films. Yeah, like, when I film agree. Was, I do think that we've set the bar a lot lower than it was prior to uh, yeah. even. And I think. I would go so far as to say, like, <laughs> maybe early 2000s. Is when I think you started to that's see when I switched. Yeah, late that 90s. lowering of standards yeah, yeah. of what people appreciated or yeah, you know because you have you also have. Um, then again, indie thi- indie picks did become a thing for a while where it was like that's the now yeah, supported. That's true. You know what? I, and that might have been the cutoff as well. Like if you look at well, maybe when it fr- started the baby stages. I think a, I think the Wes Andersons and the Paul Thomas Andersons of the world 
became those almost mainstream indie, if that's a thing. To- totally. You know? Well, I think also – that if, would be – Well, even if you look at like the um, – there's almost – there was other uh, categories that were kind of formed over a while. Like you look at early Merrimax. It was like – Yeah. These were like – Big budget movies that were considered indie because of right, the subject right, because, matter yeah. and because of they were being made because they were doing such big blockbusters they were being made for a quarter of the price so like that's why they're indies yeah but in actuality they had Merrimax who had let's be honest they had a lot of money behind them I think from fairly yeah, yeah, early yeah. on you know and then they, and then I think it was also an image thing I think they were trying to be like hey we're the yeah. underdog we're we're coming in here with these like amazing acted movies and these amazing scripts and right we right. have Tarantino we have Gwyneth Paltrow we have yeah. you know Shakespeare in Love we have all this stuff so then and that made them a juggernaut and yeah. then that then that fell apart and it all worked out well yeah <laughs> and nobody said anything about it ever <laughs> and then everybody lived and happily we just wrapped it up like <laughs> Nothing ever happened. No, but hashtag. and that's and that's that and that's and, he's and gone. That's he's gone. And then that's I love how a lifelong uh, mobster <laughs> didn't understand like that mafia code. Like he's like, what do you mean he's gone? Come, come on. Yeah, we had a problem. And we had a problem, and he's gone, and that's yeah. it. And that's it. And he goes, what do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? And he's like, you don't know. <laughs> come on, come on. You can't get the gist of it, <laughs> Jimmy Conway. You've been in the mob for like Jimmy. twenty years at this point. Boy, he really took it out on the phone booth. <laughs> he really did. That's one of the greatest scenes ever. Yeah. Goes, they, I, uh, they whacked him. They whacked him. <laughs> uh, um, it leads right into 1990, actually. But uh, Perfect. There we go. I was, we can save it to the end because I did watch a few flicks this past week, but we can yes, jump right let's, in. Let's talk about your flicks you watched, and then, uh, All right, yeah, and then we'll go we into 1990. The 90s. I watched uh, – these aren't great ones, but in holding with the theme of what did I watch this past week – a lot of times it's just me sitting at home watching a movie that's on. Uh, so I watched Downsizing, which is uh, the Matt Damon movie about literally making human beings smaller, like yeah. one-eighth the size, and then living in this different world It's for the good of uh, the environment and humanity. Little known fact, my mom <laughs> – I told you already, little right? Known <laughs> little, little known fact. <laughs> <laughs> that movie, little guy fact. Yeah. Um, my mom gets cannot watch that. Like the Incredible Shrinking Woman and Honey Shrunk the Kids. Why she gets she can't watch it. She gets freaked out by it. What does she, does she get freaked out by like ants? No, she just gets freaked out when you shrink down a human. Shrinky Dinks. You never had him as a kid. No, never had him. But I don't even know what that would do. He's like, like a toy. G.I. Joe. It has to be like the movie. The idea of like so little people funny. running around. That's yeah. hilarious. And like you know, little people, little people in real life. I don't think she care. You know, I don't know how many she's <laughs> right. run into. But for my mom, it's bridges. She's got that weird phobia of bridges. Really like driving in a car over a bridge. She like. Does she hold up. on? Yeah. yeah. Like, like, she's like, like a roller coaster. Really? Yeah, it was fun to fuck with her. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we just drive real slow. Yeah, you start crew curving. <laughs> she freak oh out. Oh, my God. Classic mom reactions. We would mess with my mom, too, because we'd be like, like, we'd be like the, when the commercial for Honey, I Tried and the Kids would come on, she'd be like, oh, I can't, I can't, I can't. And she would cover her eyes. And we'd be like, all right, it's, it's done. And it wasn't done. She'd yeah, be like, yeah. oh, you son of a gun. Yeah. <laughs> I did that thing where I, I would turn the wheel, but I wouldn't actually turn it. <laughs> just do the phony hands. <laughs> Um, what's but, going? Uh, but yeah, but uh, so downsizing. So downsizing. I was actually curious. How was it? Meh. Really? Didn't yeah. Love it. it was yeah. very. Uh, if they had picked up the pace and cut out about twenty minutes, it could have been better. Because the idea was interesting, and Matt Damon is a he's a good actor. He's a great um, actor, Matt Damon. And uh, oh, what's her name? Kristen Wiig was in it, and she was very funny. She does what she does well. And uh, but it was just moved slowly, and then it kind of. Uh, it had a nice resolve, I'll say that. It had a nice ending that I didn't uh, see coming. Oh, okay. But I don't know if it was... Like, is uh, it worth for me to check out? Ah, uh, you could. If it's on, I, would, I wouldn't I would go to lengths to watch it. Yeah. And it doesn't pass the flip test. It's just if it's does on. does not pass the flip test. So that's test. what we have now. If it's on and you haven't seen it, <laughs> should I watch yeah, yeah. it? That's a test. And also, <laughs> if I've already seen it, do I go back to it? Do I flip that's back to it? That's the true flip test. I, uh, whoa, weird. Yeah, my mom just called. <laughs> uh, um, and I have one more, which... Um, I don't know why I... But the one thing about downsizing I want to say is those types of movies, I don't know if you ever... like. I feel like just from, I guess, living a life for a while, uh, you get the idea, like, whenever I wonder how a movie is, two things can happen. One, if you don't hear much about a movie, 
sometimes that's why when movies are actually good and you're not heard, they're not heard about. Yeah, it's something in the promotion. It's something. But then when right. you don't hear about when there's like enough promotion and then nobody really has an opinion, it's usually because it's not that it's not good. Yeah, every now and then you get surprised, but yeah, and that's why I kind of watch if it's interesting enough, I'll I'll stick through it. But you know, like the idea of it was really cool. And then like you and you know yeah. and you know there's going to be it's like, an enticing idea because it's like what the amount of that? money you have is equal to like millions of dollars in yeah. the small so world. You're like, ah, would I, like, would I do it? It's like a fantasy thing. What's yeah. the stand up like? Yeah, 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 yeah. And also, let's talk about this. How is that? How is that? How does that translate? <laughs> that your money becomes worth millions of dollars? The guy, they establish like their own, their a brand new economy. Using American money. But it money. doesn't, you're right, it doesn't really make sense because you're like, you're not downsizing money. You know what it is? You know what, I mean? you know what they could do? They, I it think would be better if they just physically took your, your cash and turned it into smaller cash. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and what was the other movie that you the saw? The second movie I saw, which was uh, early 2000s release, and I just never saw it, was Bandits. Do you remember Bandits? Was it Time Bandits or no, Bandits? No, just Bandits. It's with Bruce Willis, Billy Bob Thornton, and Kate Blanchett. Yes, Bandits. The, yes, okay. There. I think I did see it or I saw part of it. And that's another one where, wow, that's very obscure. Yeah. That's the one where on it goes away. And, yep. yep. It's like. Great <laughs> cast, uh, cool plot. You think there are two bank robbers, and then they. And they. They have a very precise way. They're called the sleepover bandits. Yes. They like get to know the. Uh, they only hit like uh, family run banks. So they like get to know the, the bank owners, and then they just take them by surprise. And so they end up in a bank in, in Oregon. And they, uh, Billy Bob Thornton, they usually meet. They like, they split and they run off for two weeks and then they meet up. And Billy Bob Thornton just, uh, runs into Kate Blanchett. She runs him over or whatever. And, uh, she is like, you know, a bad marriage and she is looking for thrills in her life. So she just becomes like a part of the trio, but they end up both falling in love with her and it's a whole thing. They end up like, kind of both end up with her. It's a weird movie. It wasn't, wasn't fantastic. It wasn't bad. Uh, doesn't pass the flip test for me. No, of course not. It's um, one of those movies was, that I feel like <clears throat> there's a lot of movies. This is from well, that's the 90s as well, right? Uh, no, maybe I not. Think 2000s. It was early 2000s. That's one of those movies that I think these studios they have the intention like this is a this is gonna be a big hit. Yeah, because it was we said Bruce Willis, Bruce Billy Willis, Bob, Billy Bob, and Kate so Blanchett. back then it's like this is gonna be huge. Okay, Blanchett. Yeah. yeah, she's yeah she's smoking hot and and but like. I think because that that also like when you like my brother in law works in the business. I think from being in show business, we know when you when you start to learn more about it, you realize like when they say show business, it's a business, it's yeah, a work yeah, yeah. thing. And when these they have a science down with a lot of these movies. So after the movies are done, I think they have like almost like a method or a scientific method of like this is how much it's gonna make this right. is what's going to happen yep. or they have these projections like we're projecting it's going to make x amount because they know because they've been through these all these movies have been made a million times Tested, over yeah, you yeah. know what i mean sure. so when that's why when it's almost like a, a lebron like so if you have a movie that rises above all the other movies it's like the lebron of of movie right, making. Right, right. and that's why it wins all these awards and that's you know and over time because they became these these factories i think it was almost like you went – in the 70s, you had mom and pop shops. Even though they still had studios, the way they were run, very mom and pop. It was a very family-oriented yeah, thing. It's now the, it's like you have – it's a Walmart situation. I, you just took the literal words out of my mouth. Yeah, That's yeah. what I was going to say, Walmart. Yeah. So like, they're just churning out these movies, and there's like – I think it could serve them better to have a more personal connection because yeah, the ones like that the win mom, these awards yeah. have a personal connection with mom, these movies. Mom, pop. Right, mom, pop. There's your Seinfeld <laughs> for the day. Mom, pop. You ever looked at these? You ever, you ever check out these water? Yeah, you got to get that sidewalk checked out. <laughs> 43 years, ma. Mom and pop aren't even a mom and pop. <laughs> she goes, so let me get this straight. Mom and pop's plan was to move into the neighborhood, open up shop, establish a trust for 43 years, and then run off with Jerry Sneakers. <laughs> Apparently. I love Jerry. Jerry does that look. He goes, yeah. <laughs> mom and pop are in Parsippany, Jersey. Let's go. <laughs> And then uh, and that's a great tie into what we do here because that's a beautiful Midnight Cowboy reference at the oh, end when they're the on best. the bus. Oh yeah, totally. It's so they have so many movie references in Seinfeld. Wow, well, uh, I, the whole time Jared George is singing it. <laughs> let's uh, let's go into uh, defend, defend your decade. Nineteen nineties. Uh, I I'm purposely am cold on these, and we, we we just printed out before we got here. So these are our fresh takes on the movies. Yes. and which ones we would defend. Uh, let's start with nineteen ninety. Let's start with nineteen ninety. The greatest atrocity, I think, in uh, yeah, it's a it's best a big picture one. Picture history. It's a big one. It's it it like kind of defines a generation. Like, yeah, it, it really kind of. Uh, I, 
I think like, I think almost like somebody like me has a chip on his shoulder that this I, didn't happen. I, totally. <laughs> it's, I don't like Kevin Costner, I think, because of this. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. And time kind of prevailed, like what, like movie-wise. So yeah. why don't we, we know what's going to happen. Why don't we give we'll the start, nominations? I didn't realize. Uh, so the nominations to the other ones were uh, Awakenings, which is. Awakening, which, yeah. is, a, which is a really good, good movie. movie. Really uh, good movie. Another good movie, Ghost. Good movie. Good movie. Good Not, movie. Doesn't really. Uh, it's, it's a little dated, but it still holds up. It still I'll holds say up. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, part three, The Godfather. Which, which, let's face it, that was a that was a gimme. That was a yeah. That should have been nominated. Like that, even back then, everybody knew that was. I, that was, right. it, I remember that came out on Christmas Day. I went with my dad to go see it. That oh no, that's not where that. I have that whole fight story from the movie theater with my dad that I told you about. Oh yeah, um, that didn't happen there. But but that was the same movie theater, but different different day. But uh, Godfather Three came out on Christmas Day. We went on Christmas Day, and I think. I Love watched a Christmas it. Day movie, by the way. As a kid, my first my first take on Godfather Three was like, "Yeah, this is boring." Like, right, it was, right. It's it, a little boring. Like Godfather, I remember watching with my dad on video because he got the double tape video cassette, and I remember being like, "Oh, this is cool." Even though it was epic and it was long, and I had to have an attention span, like you know what I'm saying. Like as a kid, yeah. you're watching it, but I was still like, it was cool, and there was boobs in it, so you get very <laughs> right. excited about that. Apollonia's boobs, which we talked about. Uh, yeah. be, oh my god, 1970s okay. boobs in Apollonia. So Apollonia god- or K. Uh, uh, Apollonia. Yeah, Come on. Just checking. Go crazy. <laughs> um, uh, what you call it? So, but uh, Godfather Three. I don't think anybody was ever like, "Oh man, remember that scene from Godfather 3? Right. Like, it's not like, a terrible movie. It's a little dated in the like. Uh, Kay's hair is terribly nineties. Yeah. In it, it's yeah. just like. Well, it's, well, is it supposed to be nineties or eighties in it? Or, or I think I don't. No matter which era it's supposed to be from, it's it just looks like, 90s. It looks like what your idea of what the clothing and fashion and hair sets in the 90s was. And then also it was like you had that nepotism factor where it was like in oh, Hollywood nepotism God. where they were like, yeah, we're just going to nominate you because we have to. Like they almost had to. You I'll know what I'm saying? I mean, it's, of course the biggest nepotism is Sophia. Sophia, yeah. And and amazing director. Terrible actress. <laughs> right. and, but also when she was a kid. I so do maybe love her she, movies. I her do movies love her are great. Yeah, Virgin Suicides, well, Lost in Translation. Lost in Translation is a great movie. So is Virgin Suicides. Yeah. It's a yeah. really good movie. One of my favorite movies. But she might be responsible for one of the worst acted scenes in the history where she gets killed she gets shot she goes dad and then just drops and that was the best one they got (laughs) you know know, imagine being on that set and just be like all right sophia let's go again reset take 43 (laughs) yeah i know sweetie but we just get you know yeah uh, here's the thing you you just got shot and you're looking into your father's eyes okay ready action Dad, no, not no. me. Don't look you at know, me. No, you're not asking him for the car keys. Yeah, you're just... you're not, it's not actually me. You're not looking at me. <laughs> Don't look at me. Look, I'm the director. No, uh, don't look at me as dad yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's just talking to him the whole time. She's like, "But you're my dad, Dad." <laughs> Jesus Christ, get... it's acting. <laughs> I don't want to do this. This is boring. Uh, and, then, and then and then finally let's try it one more time and then, just, yeah, yeah. And then, and then she does it again she's like Francis and she's like that's my that's, first name Jesus Christ <laughs> um so yeah that's one that that alone kind of makes that movie a goof and should have been nominated yeah well. like that's a very bad scene and I'm, don't get me wrong that's that's 25 years ago the woman the woman's an amazing director I'm sure she'd even be a better actress now if she really I'll tried. tell you this though but just that was one of those film flubs that should have been left out this is the worst one on this list I actually think the best picture is the worst one on this list you you do yeah oh you don't think well, hold on what's the rest of them well Goodfellas Goodfellas of and, and the winner Dances, Dances with, with Wolves you think the worst oh so you don't think Goodfellas is the best one Ooh, I this think is Goodfellas is the best one I'm saying the one that won best uh, Dances with Wolves oh, is the worst, is the worst one, one on that list I uh, I don't know Godfather Three is pretty bad dude um but there's no you're like right the whole, uh, for like, me it was that whole just there's no dialogue for it's like if you're gonna do that. Do it right, and it was just. It couldn't have been like brutal I, watch. If I you remember, go back, and I saw it, and I, I I saw it a long time ago. I remember watching it and just being so uninterested in that movie. And then when it won, of I was course. like, "Are you kidding me?" And that's the difference for me. I could probably still have Godfather Three be on and be like, "Well, it's the Corleones," you know, and like still right. probably yeah, watch it for five or ten world. minutes. Whereas yeah, if I saw Dance of Wolves, I'd go right fucking buy it. Yeah, you know, yeah. What I mean? you're still in that world. So, so like, I mean, we don't have to spend much time on 1990 because it's all we all know. Goodfellas is the best picture on that, and maybe of the decade. 
but, it, it's like Goodfellas <laughs> isn't my top five. Like, yeah, like of course. Like, and, 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 um, and it's – now here's the thing. The only – the only thing that Goodfellas has suffered from wasn't from anything when it came out. Like, it's just that what it suffers from now is overexposure. Uh, yeah, and, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it, it wins hands down. Like, yeah, like my like, mom knows lines you, just because like, I've watched right. it so much and she's been around. Exactly. And you give me any category, you give me any category of film, you give me anything, I will defend Goodfellas as a, like, I would say a perfectly made movie, but such an interesting, it's like almost the, the writing, the shot, like it's yeah, quintessential Martin Scorsese the soundtrack. Do you get it's a movie better act- than that with Martin Scorsese? I don't probably not. Yeah. I don't think he even really, it's almost like his, like Tarantino and Pulp Fiction. My dad said it back in the day. He was like, he'll never top Pulp Fiction. Yeah, yeah. And the only thing he did do Tarantino as a side note here is in glorious bastards. He showed more range. Like he showed he got out of his box. Inglorious Bastards is a better film than Pulp Fiction. It's a better film. Like if you want to do like as far as like beautifully shot, like that yeah. the opening scene of Inglorious uh, Bastards, yeah. is so is ugh. so amazing. The yeah. emotion involved, the shoot, the 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 the, the cinematography, the, same the cinematographer. editing. I'd be interested to know. Uh, I don't know. Alex, can you maybe it look it up? Cinematographer on Pulp Fiction and cinematographer on Inglorious Bastards. So because some guys like. Uh, Scorsese uses has stuck with the same people forever. Yeah, he had Barbara Dufina. As, I know I sandlot. Um, Tarantino had Sally Sally Menke, I think her name was. was yeah, the, the, I don't know. She died. Editor, yep. And then Barbara Dufina was uh, was Scorsese's, and I think she died as well. Yeah, I think uh, you're right. and but they were both like well known names because of how great. Like the editor, and that's another thing I realized later in life is that how much the editor matters. Like, just from hearing the whole story about, uh, not True Blood, what's it called, um, that show, True Detective, uh-huh. or True Detective, or you heard about that, like, I remember hearing a, a rumor about that show that it, they just filmed a bunch of stuff, and the reason it's such a good show is because of the editing of yeah, the show. Yeah, yeah, totally. They took the footage down. So it's a very, all right, let's go to 92, because we're... we're 91. 991, I'm sorry. Great year. Uh, <laughs> good year. For Best Picture, I think. Um the nominee is The Prince of Tides, which is – we all know what it is. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I could not care less. Uh, also, I'm like 13 at this point. Right. <laughs> no, 91, I was like 13. Uh, Beauty and the Beast, which I believe is – maybe not. I don't know if it's still the only animated picture to be nominated for Best Picture. I, I'm not up to date with all the recent animation stuff. Did Who Framed Roger Rabbit get nominated? I don't think so. It didn't, right? No, because that would be in – oh, no, that was 80. No, also because uh, – Fantasia might have. Fan- oh, you're right. You're right. Okay. I'm not sure. I'm not sure, though. Me I don't either. know. All right. Uh, Bugsy. Um, no, also overrated. Yeah, I agree. Overrated mob movie. JFK. I loved it. Well, JFK was the reason that I got into the JFK assassination <laughs> as a kid. <laughs> yeah. I was obsessed with the JFK assassination. Same, yeah, I love JFK, I read too. a bunch of books on the matter, but then what, when you start doing a little bit of research, what you realize is Oliver Stone is a fucking hack. Yeah, and he, that's and the he, thing. And he actually did it more of a disservice than he did a service. Right. Because he had so much false information in JFK, he threw out the whole argument there's any kind of conspiracy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When in actuality, there was elements of one, if you really want to get it. I mean, that's it's a whole funny podcast, how, but. as I've grown older, I've realized how much I dislike Oliver Stone movies. I same here. I, I whereas when I was a so kid, not a fan. I loved The Doors. Yeah. I loved. Yeah. Uh, you, uh, you can name any of them, but one of the Fourth of July. One of the Fourth yeah. of July. I've watched not long ago, and it's still, it's a good story. But you're like, oh, this is an Oliver Stone movie. Yeah, you can the tell right film. away. Yeah. Uh, that's another thing. It's like. I, because of the JFK thing, it soured me on him. Like, like I, I watched stuff after it, but like uh, some of his stuff after, it, but like. I think he's a guy who he he's he's he filled up with his own hubris. He's not yeah. like he's not probably not willing to be criticized. Yeah, I can't hear you. Mike's off. Pulp Fiction and Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, different uh, cinematographer. cinematographer. Really? But what about what Inglourious about Inglourious Bastards? Bastards? Inglourious, sorry, Inglourious Bastards and Pulp Fiction. Ah, I ones. thought so. Uh, Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction have the same guy. Yeah, that makes yeah, sense. Switched over to a different. They're guy shot almost exactly like. Uh, that makes sense. Uh, Inglorious Bastards is beautifully shot. Beautiful the whole thing film. is beautiful. like even the, yeah, even even the way even the choices that he made, like he changed. Do you know what I mean? As far yeah. as like the angles and the you know everything. Yeah, yeah, he grew. It's almost that funny. movie I rewatch and I think it's a masterpiece. It's, it's a masterpiece. It's it really there. might be. The, up the there, bar yeah. scene's unbelievable. His, apparently, I remember reading so much stuff leading up to Inglorious Bastards. And he wanted to make it like a spaghetti western. And I don't think the whole thing's not like a spaghetti western. But, but he, I think that's why you still have the ending. 
Yeah. I think it was the part that he retained spaghetti westernish because yeah. obviously Hitler didn't die like that. And, right, right, you know. exactly. But also the the bar scene spaghetti western. That's yeah. like oh, Scott, and so that's good. very well done spaghetti western. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's such a great it's and it's also like it's like revenge porn. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. Like you're why when you love the scalp Nazis back in the totally. day. Unapologetic yeah, Nazis. You know what I'm saying? Or actually to be honest, they're not they're kind of I like the fact that he made them a little bit vulnerable in it. Like the, 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 yeah. when, the, when the when the bastards show up, they make they don't make the Nazis like like assholes. They kind of make them like the vic- they do make them victims a little bit. Um. Yeah. Anyway, if you haven't seen Glorious Bastards, which Absolutely. I'm guessing you have, you should check it out. Ninety ninety one. We, one, we it, didn't. Okay, so the best picture. Do you know it off the top of your head? Beauty and the Beast. What else? Bugsy JFK. Bugsy one. The Prince of Tides. Oh, I didn't give you. That. No, no, no. Oh, sorry. And what, what else? It, and Signs of the Lambs. My in my top five, uh, uh, not Bugsy. What was the one you said? Uh, Science Prince- of the Lambs. Science of the Lambs won. Oh, yeah, right. won yeah. everything. Yeah, you're right. That's the right. last movie to win the all five majors. Oh, across really? Across the board: actor, actress, screenplay, director, picture. That's a great movie. So good. It's like one of those things where that's a fl- absolute a- flip test for me. I'm stuck. It's such a great movie, and it's not my. I don't like scary stuff, and I. It's still a great movie. Yeah, it's just it's it picks everything it's I really love. Freaky. It's like a little yeah, like uh, good good murder, good. You know uh, who I love is uh, the guy who plays Buffalo Bill. You yeah. know his whole story, Ted Jane Gum. Uh, uh, what's his name? Ted Ted not Ted Knight. His name's Ted. No, it's not Ted Knight. Ted something. Ted Knight's a uh, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> it puts the lotion in the basket. <laughs> <laughs> Ted Knight doing Jane Gus <laughs> Or he gets the hose again. Oh, just, it's easy. It's like him, but with the basket going, it's easy to grin because when your ship comes in. Would you fuck me? <laughs> I'd fuck me. <laughs> I'd, Muriel, I'd Danny, fuck me. how'd you like to fuck me? <laughs> Miro, get in the basket. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's a fucked up movie. It's like also when, when it came, I remember a, the age I came out, I was young. So when you watch a movie like that when you're young, yeah, you're yeah. Like, Jesus Christ! Right. Like when you're watching it like sleepovers or something <laughs> totally. weird, you know? Uh, what about ninety two? Ninety two, good year. Uh, not my favorite of the decade. Scent of a Woman, Howard's End, A Few Good Men, The Crying Game, and Unforgiven. Oh, one of these two. All right, so the crying Jim Gum. Is it Scent of a Woman one? Didn't it? Unforgiven one. Damn. Oh, I didn't hear Unforgiven. Unforgiven, that should have won. That was the it, best yeah, it movie out of it, all of them. They got that right. And I think 91 got it right, too. Unforgiven, I'm, I'm more, <laughs> so much more into Westerns now than I was back in the day. Yeah. Um, a Few Good Men is good, but Unforgiven is right, like, the right winner. A little bit, A Few Good Men, a little bit overrated. I think the reason why it, it did so well in the history of movies is because of the cast and they had a couple of iconic scenes. Yeah. Here's a tough year. Uh, Actually, if you look online, you should check out these things like screen, uh, script to screen or something it's called, where they, oh, yeah. uh, they, they will go along the script as they're playing the scene above it. So it shows I've how it deviated. I've seen that before. It's cool. I was, in, I, was at, I was in Montreal. I was at JFL like two years ago, and a lot of their TV shows are like that. Really? They just show it. There's one channel. I got sucked in. Because they were showing the script to screen of like TV shows. I, I couldn't turn it off. It's so much fun it to watch. Because you see where they skip whole chunks of dialogue. Yeah. And that's probably either editing choice or they change a word here and there or the way they say really it. Like cool. Really, really, really cool. Really cool. Yeah. Uh, we got to move here. So, uh, yeah, yeah. 93, good year again. Uh, in the name of the father, the piano, the remains of the day, Schindler's List, and the fugitive. Schindler's List won. Schindler's List won. Uh, uh, Fugitive is fantastic. Fugitive is one of my f- is in maybe my top ten. It, it, I don't know if it creeps in, but like Fugitive is a movie I really love. Yeah, I guess, but I think Fugitive is one of those things that it was never going to win Best Picture. No, uh, not against it's Schindler's basically List. just an action movie. Schindler's List is great though too. It's it's like you can't lose when you're talking about when you're when here's you're my with, and also the way he did it and that was so heavy. Here's my only well, difference. No, another Seinfeld reference. You made out during <laughs> Schindler's List. <laughs> you were necking. <laughs> Uh, here's my difference between those two. I love Schindler's List. It's great, and I love The Fugitive, but The Fugitive passes the flip test for me, whereas the Schindler, Schindler's List, you, it's just such a commitment. You're going to go, I'm not going to. No, no, yeah, whereas Fugitive's you're, on, you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah, yeah. You, you, Schindler, if, you, if Schindler's List passes the flip test for you, <laughs> you need to go to a doctor. Like, you need, I'm sorry, but you need to go see somebody. Because Honey, sorry, I gotta cancel nice. Schindler's List just came on. I, you can't watch it and not be like, Jesus yeah, Christ. Yeah. Like, the, the, I the, mean, one, this... the one girl with the colored in coat, it's, and they show her in yeah. the bat real bar. It's like, 
You, if you're going back to that, I, I watch it when you're really in the. You have to really be prepared to Dude, take the emotional brunt of Schindler's List. I'm not the biggest Family Guy, but oh my god, Peter was doing. He was like sitting on his, uh, his porch, and he had a gun, and he did the. He puts the, the gun behind oh my, his shoulder. Oh, that's right, I remember that. And he scene. picks up the cigarette with his mouth off the ledge. <laughs> I was like, Jesus Christ, Family it's So fucked up. There's always one. He's just picking off Jews, and it's just like there's always and then a cartoon. I was like, that's. There's great. always one scene in Family Guy that you're like, gee, like I'm not even. I never even laugh. Like there's a couple of them that you're just, I'm just like, I'm not even gonna laugh. I'm just, I'm just shocked that they did. <laughs> yeah. And that's what I think is they're just trying to get to one episode. Of like, yeah, yeah. Just one thing that's like that's so fucked up. Um, All right, let's go. Let's breeze so yeah, through these. Love the future. Uh, now 94, very strong year and well, a very controversial yeah. year. Yeah. Uh, four weddings and a funeral. Yeah, quiz show, The Shawshank Redemption, Pulp Fiction, and Forrest Gump. Quiz we all know what won. No, no, no. no. Oh. Was, oh, maybe Forrest we all Gump, don't Forrest know Gump. who won. Sorry, I, I, I Forrest Gump that. won. Forrest Gump won. Pulp Fiction was on there. Another one. Once again, I was already in my. I'm a. I want to be a director mode yeah, at this yeah. stage. So I, I was devastated. In I saw it twice. I snuck in. Pulp Fiction. Yeah. I, I think I talked about it before in the podcast. I went with my dad to go see it. We used to go to movies all the time. And I remember reading about the gimp scene. Did I tell you this? I read about it on an article about the movie like the day before. And Newsday, Newsday's Parade magazine had like an interview about you read Pulp Fiction. <laughs> and uh, they talked about it. And I was like, I think like I was like, I was pretty, I was like, old, I was like a teenager. Yeah, but I didn't, I, I didn't 15. know what that was, but I knew it was something right. fucked up. Yeah. So I, I remember on the way there being nervous with my dad because I'm like, <laughs> right. oh, I'm going to be Especially, the... it's weird watching it with a parent. Uh, yeah, you know it is. I mean? Watching the gym scene. Uh, you think a sex scene is bad. Watch the gym scene with your dad <laughs> in the chair next to you. Doing the... yeah. Oh, it's so fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's such a great movie. Uh, and it should have, and I think, Which um, you know what you have now? You have those are still both of them are head to head as far as like being played, as far as people talking about them, as far as iconic things. Like, what's a better what's a better movie? What's a more interesting movie? Pulp Fiction, like, of course. You know, like Forrest Gump is more traditional. Like, well, you know, I mean, you forget Shawshank's in there too. I mean, to harken back right, to last week's the episode. last week, right? Exactly, Shawshank. You like, yeah. Let's be honest. The other two weren't in there. Shawshank would have won. Absolutely. Like, like you know, you could make the case that Shawshank should have won that year. Like, as far as th- like classic movie making goes, I also think Hanks and Tom just being Tom Hanks. If it was another actor, Forrest Gump would not have won. I think you're absolutely correct. I think that happens a lot. And I, yeah, I, I, I think like we said before, I think few good I men. Think- the, the, the cast you have when you have these big, especially in the time we're forgetting now. I think sometimes if you're if you're kind of realizing now, like. We're in the time now where the movies are going digital right away. Movies are right. – I'm watching one today uh, that just goes straight to digital. Like so you forget – or I forget. I shouldn't assign this to people. But like you forget that like the, the Jack Nicholson or Tom Cruise or like or, – or Tom Hanks, movie star power back then was like was you were a, a god. Way. Because you also yeah. didn't have – you didn't have them tweeting. You just had them. Yeah. All you knew of them was from like going on Jay Leno and and you were like, oh, that was so much fun. And you couldn't rewatch that. Yeah. You're like I'm going to sit and watch them on this because yep. I'm a huge fan. Like there was more mystique involved. So you – they were like a bigger deal than they are now. Yeah. Now they're just like, oh, yeah. I, they, I, I, he retweeted a tweet I did. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> right. And you just kind of whatever. So um, I think good year, strong year. Uh, it's a really strong year, and I and I think, I think you both still of our have, favorites are Pulp Fiction. I think Pulp Fiction should have won. I, I, I actually think, think now Pulp Fiction is the strongest of all those three. And I think again, yeah. going back to 1990, not the worst picture, but the worst out of those three. Not the worst because it's I love Forrest Gump. What? Oh. But I think Shawshank and Pulp Fiction are better movies. I or maybe it's, it's just personal. That's no, no, just subjective I, personal taste. I think it's personal taste, but it's also I think I think but I think you're right, and I think if you want to talk about interesting and, and pushing the envelope and, and, and being unique, like Pulp Fiction across the board wins. Like yeah, the, yeah, the totally. other two are very traditional. I remember stories. being so fascinated with Pulp Fiction, being like, I've never seen anything right. like that. The connecting stories, but out of order. Yeah. I was just in love with it immediately. You yeah, know? Yeah. No, I think and I think if it was now, the other ones wouldn't have been not, like Pulp Fiction would have won if it was now. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I just I was watching. I, I don't know if you saw. I tweeted the other day. I was like, I just watched the Butch going to get his watch scene. Yeah, and then just I just love Marcel's walls the way he says, "I'll Mother- be damned." He uh, goes, no, he says, I'll, "I'll be damned." Is that what he? I'll be. Oh, he when, does when say motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be damned. And I was saying it for the rest of the day. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, "Am hey, my flight's on time?" I'll be damned. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the. Big Rams is so good. Everybody's great in that, but. 
All right, we got a motor here. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, we'll go. 95 is a good year. I'll say a little bit of controversy because I don't I like one of the other nominees better than the winner. So you have Apollo 13, Babe, Il Postino, Braveheart, Sense and Sensibility. I can't even guess what wins. Oh, come uh, on. Is Braveheart wins? Braveheart's the winner. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I'm like, I'm like, because I don't even remember like hearing what people think was going to win when I'm like at yeah. the time. Uh, do you still think that holds up? Braveheart and I'm going to get people love this movie, but I don't think it's the greatest. That I, I don't love it as much as other people. I like Apollo 13 better. Really? Yeah. Apollo no, 13 don't. passes my flip test. Really? Yeah, I love it. It's re, when was the last time you rewatch it? It's really strong. I saw it a long time ago. Again, Tom Hanks. You got grid star power in there. Um, Bill Paxton, R.I.P. And uh, Kevin. Uh, no, uh, yeah, Kevin Bacon. Great, great, great cast, cast. But you have good real life kind of story. Uh, averting like- tragedy story, which is always whenever there's warrior big warrior movies with a big name in it, people love it. Gladiator. Yeah. Uh, uh, Braveheart. No, Braveheart don't win today. I'll tell you that. Yo, <laughs> <laughs> yep. Postino, too. Uh, we got to watch in a, as a field trip in because I took Italian in high school. We got to go. And oh, it was really? Just, yeah. Just, <laughs> I went to an all-boys high school. It was just chaos. Oh, that's funny. 16. So you think – so, but are you willing – strong enough in your mind where you think yeah, – I think Apollo 13 is a better picture. You think it should have won? I uh, – Knowing how you think it was the academy boring, works, a little bit boring. No, I think it's great. All right, all right. But I, I understand why Braveheart won. But all right, what's the next one? Ninety six. Ninety six. My the year I graduated high school, baby. Another Seinfeld. Another Seinfeld. Uh, Shine, Secrets and Lies, Jerry Maguire, The English Patient, and Fargo. The English Patient won. The English Patient won. Which this is actually controversial as well. Oh, there we go. Another Seinfeld. Seinfeld. <laughs> just, <laughs> Elaine just I hate hates this it. movie. <laughs> um. But she's, like, she's like, just die already. <laughs> she says, English patient. Uh, yeah, I think that they, I think, isn't this a widely known thing? They messed up and it's not that good of a movie. It's I never the, saw I, it. F- I, I never... mean, Fargo is so far superior to the English patient. Fargo. It's in my top 10. It's in my top 10. And Fargo might be a perfect movie. It uh, is eclipsed the other Coen Brothers movies as my number one. Yeah, honestly, with it's the best thing they Arizona made. behind it, and then Lebowski, I think. Yeah. Oh no, no, and then it's, Miller's it's Crossing the best. is in there. I mean, Jesus Christ! But as far as like, it's what? such a good movie. It's like, as so far as perfect. She Indian. won. She won. Francis McDormand won Best right. Actress. But uh, I mean, from t- start to finish, just that their style, the beauty of their cinematography and their shots, their writing and their acting, everything is top notch with their movies. Yeah, everything, everything. And I, that's why I, we did. We talked about it once. We did. A, we did a Coen Brothers episode on the yeah, podcast. Yeah. But that wasn't me and you. That was um, no. I we had a it. guest in, yeah. and we talked about what's the best Coen Brothers movie. And I think when we boiled it down, Fargo won. We knew yeah. it was going to win. But like, yeah, you can't. Like they, you can't beat them when it comes to they, their track record is amazing. I know. As far as like them making quality, well-made movies that like like and the way that they shoot, like you just said, like like when I was talking about like Inglorious Bastards, like stuff like that, like the. Looking at it, like, is just so... Yeah. No Country for Old Men is in my top three. Fargo is Fargo's in my top ten. No Country for Old Men is in my top huh. three. You just look at the shots on that yeah. movie. Like, that's that's what's so great about them. It's like, because we're in a time where everything's so fast, 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 fast. And they are still, they're making interesting, slowly shot movies. Can I tell you a, a, an analogy I like to make with the Coen brothers? Is sure. I think why, obviously, you don't have to be a comic to appreciate, but I think why so many comics appreciate it, because... The way they work is a lot like a comic where it's like if you can slow yourself down and live in the moment, it's almost like you're living in the moment on stage. Yes. And another thing with that, like they'll do callbacks and stuff and yes. things will be cyclical, which is what I've like, – Before I even that, did yeah. comedy, I appreciated when I'd watch stand-up and there'd be a callback. I'd always be like, ah, from before. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Remember and, when he said that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, and I love that. And like I try and write like that. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just such it's, – it's hard to deny those guys. Uh, you, you can. They're, they're just amazing. And uh, so I think you're right. I think Fargo should have won. <laughs> like hands down, like still to this day, like holds up. That's, yeah, flip test. That's that's absolutely that's a, that's a flip test staple oh right my there. God. Yeah, I'd watch it right now. Ninety-seven, my friend. Ninety-seven, ninety-eight. Uh, well, we'll see what we'll see what we think. Uh, Ninety-seven. You have L.A. Confidential, Titanic, as good as it gets, The Full Monty, and Goodwill Hunting. 
Wow, another great year. Yeah, maybe good year, maybe but I'm wrong about this whole it changing over in this. I the 90s are a good. 90s decade. are really good. They might be better than the 80s as far as like nominees go. <laughs> yeah, Super Bowl hunting. I love Titanic. One. Correct? Oh, I definitely think it's a better decade. Uh, 80s, 80s was more like we went over 80s, but it's yeah, like, I know. 90s has more. It's like the 70s. Even the nominees that didn't win are, are great movies. Yeah. Well, Google yeah, Goodwill Hunting uh, has its flaws once you've watched it in a million times, you know. But like, still, it's a first screenplay, and they did win Affleck and uh, yeah, Matt Damon. But but there you go. You want to talk about like optics? Like they apparently that was all kind of not set up. That's yeah. enough for them to win. I'm not saying they won like falsely. They won, but apparently, from what I heard, and this is a rumor, I don't know if this is true. I heard the original script they had was like a spy thriller, like the same basic. Yeah, thing. I've heard there's and then been they, and then Rob mid- Reiner, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then Rob Reiner right, signed right, just, on, and then they right. made it into. Yeah, like they he just kept going no, and just like I think they rewrote it like 15 times. Yeah, I've also heard that. Yeah, so but whatever they came out with that, like you know they he yeah. just brought it out of them. He just kind of you know uh, he kind of mentored them, you know. So yeah, obviously Titanic won the blockbuster did win that year the blockbuster won that year uh it doesn't hold up no it's not as good a movie as as a lot of other movies on that list i uh, i like la confidential should have won more than the titanic absolutely and as good as it gets which is uh, all right as good as it gets it's too 90s i liked it more then when i than i do now yeah and also there you go once any anything at that point in the 90s jack nicholson was ramping down so you anything involved with him was was Heralded as a totally as a, as a totally. triumph. So, but when it comes to it, Ellie Confidential is a better is a better movie than Titanic. Yes, and I'm not just saying that. I took a long time to watch it, and I watched it, uh, and I know why people liked it, but no way. Best pay. the reason why is because of it's like it's almost like they get, they nominated it because I was talking about uh well, like the same reasons that I was talking about Fast and the Furious before yeah. because the amount of work it went in to do all these special effects for that and like to have a, such a quality movie that also had such blockbuster appeal there you go that's that's great totally. but it's not as good as as Goodwill Hunting it's not as good as uh, as uh, a couple of those all right so I'm gonna well yeah I agree we we're in agreement on 97 98 I'll save my thoughts for after I read you the nominees but the the year of 1998 in movies was Elizabeth, Life is Beautiful, Shakespeare in Love, uh, Saving Private Ryan, and The Thin Red Line. I'll say the worst year in this list, yeah. personally. Yes, Out absolutely. of the decade. Well, the most boring one. <laughs> really boring. But I'll tell you. Shakespeare like, in Love I saw once. Never felt the need to go back and watch it again. That the, Life is Beautiful. Saw it once. That one? Life is Beautiful. No, no, no. Th- uh, Shakespeare in Love one. No, which one? Shakespeare in Love won Best Shakespeare Picture. Shakespeare in Love. Life is Beautiful. The guy, Roberto Benigni, yeah, won yeah, yeah. for that. And he, exactly. he danced all over the stage. He's more famous for the speech than the fucking movie. Which, Ray Romano hosted Saturday Live and did a hilarious interpretation. It was so funny. <laughs> uh, uh, Saving Private Ryan is my favorite out of that group. That's what should have won. It let's be honest. Won. And mean, I'm what shocked that it didn't. scenes ever. But also... Uh, uh, Thin Red Line's not bad either. Thin Red Line's a great movie. Yeah. And I don't remember as much as I want to right Same now. Same here. But it's, it's Malick. Terrence Malick, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then people don't talk about Terrence Malick enough. He did Badlands. He did that. He right. did um, uh, Brazil. He did... Uh, um, uh, he didn't do 12 Monkeys. Um, no, that's uh, Fincher, that's, I think. That's fin- no, that's not Fincher. That's uh, somebody else, I think. Anyway, 12 Monkeys is great. We should talk about that great sometime. Great movie. Uh, but I would say out of those... Yeah, I... I all those, based, I'll tell you all those other movies. Logic, I've, yeah. Saving Private Ryan should have won totally. that one. I, I, that's my opinion. And the final year of the 90s, 1999. Good year. The Insider, The Green Mile, The Cider House Rules, American Beauty, and The Sixth Sense. And Green Mile won? No. Uh, uh, the first one you said. Nope. No. Which one won? first one I said was Cider the House Rules won. No. no which one? <laughs> I think You're eventually going to get it. <laughs> American Beauty. <laughs> Oh, that's right. Yeah. And now there's a huge backlash. Not just because of Spacey. Before Spacey's well, shit came out, the other? there's a whole internet thing about how it doesn't hold up and it's a shitty movie. I think it does. I think it does, too. I, I, I was in love with that movie when it came out. Yep. I was a sophomore in college. You know what happens now that with the culture that we have now? People love, like, even today, there was an, and I love The Onion. There's an article in The Onion that's like, Oh, a new Beatles box set being released with 172 songs about how they just want to hold your hand. And I'm like, <laughs> you know what? Fuck you guys. Like, yeah. like, like, like you, that was 70 years ago, like, or whatever it was. <laughs> like, what is it? Yeah, at this point, like, 60 years ago? Almost. Yeah. Almost 60 years ago. So it's like, shut up. Like, why? You're saying what they really wanted to fuck? Like, yeah, of course. Like, yeah, they had a pop of pit, And then they... Or of course, yeah. yeah but you know what I mean? Also, <laughs> it won't work. And they were, they were teens. Whatever. Right, right. Anyway, it's just like annoying to me. Um, and also, have you, met, have you seen Paul McCartney? He wanted to hold their hand, okay? Right. You know, have you, have you seen him in an interview? He's not, not John Lennon. 
Um, these are all these are these are five good movies though i'd say the green mile is probably my last on the list um and then i would go cider house rules i'm going last to first Uh, oh i i green mile i think was up there for me oh really that one yeah green mile i liked a lot you know frank darabont shawshank connection another another prison going for that prison i don't know i thought it was a little corny but uh I like the Cider House Rules. I'm a I'm a huge John Irving fan as a oh, okay, as his okay. books are concerned. Yeah. So uh, I, I tend to like seeing what be, what the movies become from his books. His, I mean, he's such a great writer. But do you think he should? And have they won? usually don't hold up. Like, do you think he should have won? No, I don't. Oh, okay, I'm okay. saying like on this list, I'm going the Green Mile is probably worse for me on this list. Then the Cider House Rules, then the Insider, then Sixth Sense, then American Beauty for me. Um, I would say I think they got it right with American Beauty. I, it's a movie I still love. I yeah, still, also, that ending still makes me weep. Yeah. You know when he's when he's dying and he's you know just he repeats he goes for Janie for Janie. Does he, he really? repeats for Janie and it's fucking brutal. That's you sad. Know? Yeah, it's really sad. Yeah, yeah but that, the thing that it, it's such a great script. Yeah, also. really. Good. Alan Ball, what? Who uh, wrote ah, Dead um, and Six Feet Under? Yeah, Six Feet Under. Yeah, that's pretty great. Uh, all right, there we go. That's, yeah, okay. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I thought we were going to talk about the Sixth Sense and the Insider. That's okay. Oh, go, go for it. Let's talk about the Sixth Sense. The Sixth Sense is a great. Is, is still a Sixth good Sense? movie, which almost passes the flip test for me, but doesn't because you know what's going to happen. And did get. I'll tell you why Sixth Sense is good. It got ruined for me. The ending got blown. And I still watch it and saw it was a good still, movie. Really? That's yeah. a good sign. Insider does not pass the flip test for me. No, it doesn't pass the flip test, but it's a good underrated movie. It's a good underrated movie, yeah. It's a quality. It's a <laughs> I have a sol- crazy story I, about it. I'll tell you off air. Okay. <laughs> it's a, I think it's a solid, solid movie. Solid year. Solid, solid way year. to round out the decade. That is the 1990s. Goodfellas, best picture of the year, of the decade, I think. Maybe Fantastic. Andy, what would you like to promote, my friend? Uh, what day is it? Good Lord. I don't know. Just go to AndyFury.com. This, this is Friday, technically. Yeah, We're, technically. Yeah. Uh, oh, um, tonight, if you're in Rhode Island, I'm uh, opening for Tom Papa at the Odium Theater in East Greenwich, Rhode Island. Tomorrow night, I'll be at, uh, back in New York on Long Island at the West Hampton Beach Performing Arts Center again with Papa. If, if you're in those areas, go to the show. Andy is fucking hilarious, and so is Tom Papa. Tom's great. If you haven't yeah. seen Tom Papa, the guy is like... All time, the guy is the yeah. guy is unbelievable. Like he's a comic that comics watch, and they're like they're in awe of because of how uh, how great he is. Uh, I will be actually at the Big Hunt this whole weekend, Friday, Saturday, in, in nice. Washington D.C. So if you're in D.C. and you're a fan of the show or a fan of the of comedy in general, come to uh, the Big Hunt. It's underground comedy at the Big Hunt. They have a, a club at the bottom of this bar. It's a it's great, great great setup. Um, it's going to be a blast. Also, uh, what do you want on Twitter there, bud? At Andy Fiore, A-N-D-Y-F-I-O-R-I. It's all across social media. Just hit up Andy Fiore and you'll find my website, my Twitter, Instagram. And I am at Time on Instagram and Twitter. That's S-E-A-N-Y-T-I-M-E. And we are at Showbiz Studios with our friend Alex. That's showbizstudios.com. They have a YouTube page. They also have an iTunes page that can give you a list of all the great Showbiz Studios podcasts you can check out. A lot of our friends have shows on this network. It's hilarious. Go download, subscribe. Also, on the podcast, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. Tell your yes. friends about it. Uh, we're, 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 we're trying to, you know, we're trying to get the word out there about the podcast. So let people know and uh, share it online. Uh, yes, sir. And we have the live show, yes! October 17th. Oh, my God. How did I not? At 8.30 p.m. Yes. And at ha- the Fat Black Pussycat Lounge in the Comedy Cellar. Absolutely. So come, if, you, if you're a fan of the podcast, come check it out. October 17th, the Fat Black Pussycat, West 3rd Street uh, in the corner, West 3rd Street and 6th Avenue in Manhattan. Uh, that is the show. Thank you. We love you. And next week, we will have a, uh, another episode, and we hope to see you then. Bye-bye. Here's the time.